0: This is How To Become A Pro Wrestler, The Podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event.
1: What's up guys? Welcome back to How To Become A Pro Wrestler, The Podcast. My name is John and I'm sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, what's up man? Hey John, excited to be here
0: You know, happy to sit down and talk again. Um, And and we're talking about something that is, uh, at at least in my opinion, one of your specialties.
1: Absolutely. Well, I like to to think I have a hang of this one, and I like to talk about it a lot. If you've been following the podcast, you know that we talk about promos quite a bit. We're going to talk about promos more today because promos aren't just like an accessory to becoming a successful pro wrestler. Promos are an essential part of being a successful pro wrestler. So today, I'm calling this one a podcasting promo workshop. It's time for you to say less, but say it better. All right, so you want to succeed at professional wrestling. If the answer is yes, then you must find a way to make speaking to your crowds more comfortable. I, I looked at some studies, I Googled it earlier, did a little Google research earlier today, and just out of a trivia, you know, basically, studies show that 10% of Americans will admit that they enjoy speaking in front of people. 10% of Americans enjoy speaking in front of people. It's time to bump those numbers up, ladies and gentlemen, especially if you're a pro wrestler. So today, we are going to hit some of the most important aspects of becoming a successful promo guy in pro wrestling. All right, guys, please head on over to YouTube and check us out. How to become a pro wrestler on YouTube. We're ticking up every single day with more subscribers. I really, really appreciate that. Be sure that you're not just subscribing, but you're also clicking that bell. That way you get notified every time we post new content. So check us out over at YouTube. All right, guys. Strong promo skills cannot be underrated or understated in pro wrestling. A strong promo skill set will set you apart from the rest of the locker room faster than any gear or any finishing move that you can do in the ring. Trust me. Owning those skills can make they can take you from basically being just a locker room member to being a rock, locker room leader. So let's hit some of the best ways to improve your promo ability right now. All right, so... Here's one straightforward I wanna talk about. Study the great promo people. So watching and learning from exceptional speakers offers one of the best ways to improve your own public speaking skills. And with social media and YouTube, like I just got through mentioning, you have absolutely no excuse. You can find exceptional promo givers in their prime From any year, any decade, anywhere, almost any company, at the press of a button. I mean, freaking go to Google and type in, you know, a collage of the best Dusty Rhodes promos, and you're going to get a video that's probably an hour long that has all of them connected together. There's no excuses on studying the greats. So do that, guys. Go and find some of these great promo workers. You know, um, ask your friends who they like to listen to. That's what I like to do too, because because some people like certain styles of promos and some people don't. So like. You know, I mentioned Dusty Rhodes. You've also got somebody like the Ultimate Warrior, who was just loud and colorful and just, just Crazy. you know, bombastic, insane. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, that's a promo style that a lot of people love. You've got like the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, who were just they scream nonstop and threatened violence and all that. And then you've got the guys like Jake the Snake, who talked very low, talked very subtly. Um, You've got the guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, who had kind of a great mixture and a real, real like poignant style of hitting points, hitting bullet points like so, so well. Um, And then, I mean, you've got The Rock, who had so much comedy and such a great mixture of seriousness and comedy and timing. It's absolutely incredible. Find what you like the best and then ask your friends what they like the best and check that out. See what gets you, you know, some people love a. A good, like, um, I mean, you know, Bret Hart, Bret Hart wasn't known for his promos, okay? Bret Hart's not, like, some legendary promo giver, but I defy you to go find a bad Bret Hart promo. They're all pretty darn solid, and if you have a buddy who's like, you know what, nobody ever talks about it, but I love that Bret Hart promo from SummerSlam 93, boy, I'm going to go watch that promo, okay? Like, I want to see it, I want to see what got my friend involved with it, and I might give him an example of something to go watch as well. So always do your research on these great promo givers. Um, When you watch these individuals, when you're on YouTube checking them out, take note of their body language. such a crucial, crucial part. I bet you're going to notice that they use their arms and their hands in ways that accentuate their key points. They also avoid unnecessary fidgeting and wisely use the space provided to them to capture the audience's attention. Like we mentioned on a previous episode of this podcast, stop wandering around the ring and the stage focus on one central point like you know uh, a lot of times in wrestling we say work the hard cam so you've got the big camera in the crowd i don't know if that's necessarily true especially on your independent levels but you should still focus on one specific side of the crowd maybe it's the side that has the most people sitting there there's usually at least one side that has you know six rows of chairs as and the other two sides will have three to four. Yeah. So maybe you focus on that side or maybe you pinpoint the most um, uh, verbal audience member and pinpoint their side. Um, that's the way to do it, guys. You, you need to stop walking back and forth, fidgeting with your hands and moving about the ring, crossing your feet and all that stuff, touching the turnbuckle, touching the rope. Stop playing around with everything. Focus and focus on your audience. All right? So when you're watching these great promo givers on social media or wherever you may be watching them, you know, pay particular attention to how the speaker's pace themselves. They tend to take their time and deliver their words intentionally. Additionally, they use pauses to keep the audience engaged and do not rush themselves. You want that stuff to soak in, guys. You want it to soak in. Don't just rush through your lines. Boom, 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 boom. I want you to say less, but I want you to say it better. All right. So be more articulate with your motions and be more, you know, just laser dialed in with your words. All right. You know who I
0: like, and I and yeah, I've been watching a lot uh, mm-hmm. more wrestling here lately. Um, but man, I've been enjoying the Miz a ton. The Miz, yeah, yeah, I, and I think it's just he just seems so comfortable, yeah. in his you know his character and who he yeah. is and everything. And uh, but his, his have been really entertaining to me.
1: Miz is going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. I think. I I, I mean, he's never going to be a twenty time world champion. He has been world champion. He main evented a WrestleMania. Even that's an awesome ac- accomplishment. I hope he holds the world championship multiple more times, but he's going to go down as just being one of those guys that was always there and never, ever, ever failed to deliver something quality. Like, like quality in ring, quality looks, quality promo ability. There's, there's the guy is outstanding. So I'm right there with you, man. I love the Miz. Watch the Miz. I mean his timing and his his delivery on a lot of stuff, his facial expressions, mm. his hand gestures. I love the way the Miz performs. So abs- that's a great one to call out. Absolutely. Yeah, I just haven't a heard a lot
0: of people talk about him. You know, yep. he, I don't know if he just gets missed or what, but he does.
1: Heard. He's he's gonna again like he's not only is he gonna go down as one of the greatest, but he's gonna be considered. We're gonna talk about how like you know who was underrated, the Miz. Like we're gonna say that a lot. Um, and if you really examine the Miz right now, like his accomplishments so far. You're going to be like, crap! How did we ever underrate him? Like he's held every championship multiple times. He's been a member of the roster for decades now. He's one of the most, you know, like appropriately paid superstars out there. His merchandise sales are incredible. Like he has a TV show as well. Like he has his own like reality TV show. Like this dude is 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 absolutely winning at life. So yeah, I, I agree. The Miz is fantastic and doesn't get talked about enough. All right, let's move on to the next point here. So I wanna talk to you now about relax. I want you relaxing when you deliver these promos. So a fear of public speaking can make you feel tense, which negatively affects your body language. Maybe that's why you're doing some of the fidgeting and stuff that you do in the ring. So the best promo speakers maintain their posture, they make eye contact with the audience, and they move in ways that look natural. Natural to their character, of course, is what I'm talking about. But good body language improves your performance and helps the audience take in and remember what you say. Avoid putting your hands in your pockets. Sorry, Orange Cassidy. Now, that's obviously, in pro wrestling, there are no blanket rules. So I say don't put your hands in your pocket. It's part of Orange Cassidy's gimmick. It's awesome when he does it. You are not Orange Cassidy. You probably don't need your hands in your pockets. Avoid things like crossing your arms unless it's a part of your performance and it's intentional. Avoid doing those things. And this is why, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but these kind of things like this, what you do with your hands, putting them in your pockets, crossing them, whatever you do, is why it's so, so important for you to have other people watch you or record yourself and watch yourself. Because... You're going to be like, what were my arms doing? Why? I didn't even realize I was crossing my arms. It looks so stupid. Like, you're going to see that. All right? So you have to do that. Um, use purposeful hand gestures as you make your points. They'll, think about the rock when he says, like, uh, just bring it. He would always put his hand out. And he'd do the little, like, kung fu, come at me motion or whatever. Like, um, you know, you got less subtle but just as effective, stone cold flipping everyone off at perfect moments, stuff like that. Like, um, think about that when you're doing your hand gestures. Um, look out into the audience. You know, uh, don't stare down at the ground. Don't stare at notes. Uh, please, Lord. You know, I don't want you to be one of those guys that has like notes written on the back of your hand or something. You should not be that bad at your promo that you have to write notes down. But uh, in the for in the ring, I mean. But like I I will see guys like do promos backstage and have to have like a cue card or something up. I get that, but you got to make this look naturally, guys. Make it natural as possible. So as you build confidence, you may even start to make eye contact with individual people. So not just looking at the crowd, but. Looking at someone specifically, like I mentioned earlier, maybe someone that is being very verbal, very vocal, and you start those little fires like Aaron and I have talked about before. You get somebody going, and all of a sudden the person two rows back from them is like, wow, that person's having a good time. I want to have a good time too. And they start screaming, and then a person three rows back starts screaming, a person five chairs down starts screaming. Now you got the whole side of the crowd on fire you can move on to the next side of the crowd. So start those little fires, guys, and sometimes a little eye contact with a particular verbal person in the crowd will do everything that you need. All right, moving on. So that one we were talking about relaxing, now I wanna talk about control, all right? Having control of your promo. This one I have learned, I mean, firsthand. I've had multiple instances of learning this one the hard way. That's what I'm here talking to you about. So promos can warp your sense of time, making you speak faster and longer than you normally would. Be aware of this phenomenon and keep a steady pace while presenting. It's going to help calm your nerves and allow the audience to better understand what you say. I've gone out there before with a great promo in mind, and I have you know, known and swore up and down that it was going to take me eight minutes and then I come back and I've been out there for twenty one. And that's that's unless something was going phenomenally well in one way or another, that's unacceptable. You yeah. can't take up that much time on a show. You've basically cut an entire match if you have if you have a, a promotion that has to be out of there at a certain amount of time and you just took up an extra seven, eight minutes, that's like a whole match right there, guys. Like you can't do that. So just know that you need to be under control. You need to have your promos under control. Again, your promos need to be less, but they need to be better. So that will help you keep control, keep your sense of time, and uh, you know, don't don't just spit out your sentences, boom, 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 to where nobody's letting you're not letting them soak in. It's just like when we talked about we talked about this with wrestling a few weeks ago, yeah. doing the moves and doing less moves because you want the people to absorb them. It's the same kind of thing, guys. Promos are just the same as a match. So breath control can help you do this, maintain this. Practice using your stomach to push air in and out of your lungs. Nasal breathing, super important. Breathe deep down from the diaphragm. Keep yourself a little bit calmer. Take some deep nose breaths before you begin public speaking. Why don't you stand behind that curtain, take 10 big, slow, deep breaths, all right? It's something that I've just kind of done over here. It sounds so simple, but like it's something that I've always done. I'll stand behind the curtain. A lot of times, um, guys will have those butterflies like as their music's about to hit. Or whatever, I've been there. You should be there. That's great. It's a great experience to have. But you sit there, instead of getting nervous and going, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, Mm -hmm. you take some deep breaths, chill, know that you've got this, you know your promo, you're going to do fine. All right? Keep that in mind. Another thing that's going to help you with that is my next point here, which is know your bullet points. All right? That's important. Bullet points, knowing the important nuggets of information that you have to deliver is so, so important. Before you give a speech, I want you to prepare a series of talking points that contain the key messages you want your audience to know, feel, and understand by the time you have finished speaking. I don't care what some wily old wrestling veteran says. You need planned talking points. And what I mean by that is uh, like you've got the old vets that think that you can go out there, just grab the mic and start talking. Yes, that's possible. That's great. But guess what? The people that do it best are the ones that have some pre-planned stuff in their head. And a lot of those veterans who think that they're just talking you know, off the cuff actually had a lot of that stuff in the back of their mind already. They've already practiced it and thought, you know, I'll save that line for a good day. And they've got it ready to deliver. That's awesome. That's a wonderful thing. It's not a problem to have plan stuff in your mind. You plan your finishing move. You plan the way you're going to bump a certain move and stuff. You should plan the big important parts of your promo as well. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Organize your talking points into importance, okay? Starting with the message you want to cover first. Remember what we say on this podcast. What if they stop listening halfway through? They should still understand your point, all right, let's move on down here, guys. Let's talk about this next point. I'm going to talk about practice, which is what I was mentioning earlier. You could practice to a mirror. You could practice to a friend or a co-worker, a wrestling co-worker, hopefully. Or simply record yourself on camera. Watch your body language. And another note on that one. If you're gonna, if you know you got to, you know, do a promo in the ring at a show, be sure that's recorded so you can watch it. Because I'm telling you right now, setting up your cell phone in your living room and pretending like you're going to cut up the exactly like I've done this. I've set up my phone in my house and I've said I'm going to do a full show delivery. Like I'm going to pretend like I'm at the show and deliver this as if I was in front of people. Like not just walk through it, mm-hmm. like talk through it, like I might do in my car or something. I'm going to really deliver it and and but there is something about being in your house, being in your living room, no matter how much you think you're actually delivering it show ready, you're probably not. So seeing yourself in front of a crowd and what you do with your hands and what you do with your eyes and what you do with walking and stuff, that's the most important. So be sure that if you do cut a promo at a show, you should either get video from it, from the uh, the, the promoter running the show, or set yourself up a camera, have a friend record your... Whatever from the from the locker room or something like, have them record you so you can see that because you want to know what you look like in front of a crowd because that's where you're really like all your little imperfections start to come out. So ask for feedback, you know, on delivery, emphasis, and movement. Um, You know, when you're driving in a car, cut that promo to your steering wheel. That's okay. Like I do that all the time. It's one of my favorite things to do. I'll I'll sit there and I'll kind of if I'm riding alone in a car to a show that's far away, I'll cycle between like listening to the music that gets me amped up and then I'll pause it. I'll get it dead silent in the car and I'll cut my promo. Like I like to, I don't know what well, that feels good to me. I practice back and forth. I listen to a song. I cut my promo. Um, practice is key guys. You got to practice this stuff. And again, like remember, because we've had done plenty of promo episodes in the past. Go back and listen to all of them. Cause they've all got different nuggets of, of, of goodies for you there. But like you also don't have to just be practicing a specific promo for a specific show You should be formulating and creating catchphrases and and punchlines and promos about this and that On your own time. This is like the homework. This is the training you do. You don't just work out in the gym. You should also be doing these things. And then if a promoter is like, I really need somebody to fill this segment, it'd be nice to have a promo, you can freaking volunteer because you've already got some saved up in your mind. Like, So I'm talking like some generic bad guy promos, if that's what it's got to be, if you're the bad guy, or generic good guy promos. And then if it's going to be like... If if he's like, Man, this segment would involve you interrupting this baby face, well then you take your generic bad guy promo that you've practiced and you know by heart, and then you kinda supplement some words with that guy's name or something, and you now you have mm-hmm. something to do and go out there and and deliver so you can be that guy. You can be the one that raised his hand and said, Man, throw me in, coach. I'll do it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. So practice is key. You gotta have that stuff in mind and ready to go. Well, John, I'm not yep. stepping in to a ring anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. But I do practice
0: these promos, and it seems mm. like it's usually after we do these podcasts. Yeah, yeah, it's just on the top of mind. Sure. But, but I got two boys. I got nine and there eleven. You go. Yeah, yeah. And so if I'm just in the mood, uh, yeah. you know, they'll say something to me. They'll be like, you know, Dad, this pizza's no good. Yeah. Like, and I'll be so then I'll just I'll just cut a promo yes, on them because yes. they're talking, You know, uh, I did one as Dusty the other day. There you go. Um, and I kept saying, "Baby," and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. A plumber, and they're like, <laughs> "What right. are you talking that's about?" Right. <laughs> but it. But you know, even doing this podcast when I first started, yeah. this was difficult for me. And sure, this isn't even yeah, yeah. this is just me talking to you, right? Right. But knowing we have an audience, yes. you know, was a little bit scary. It's different. It's new. Like it's different. I understand. And, yeah. And and some of the things that I found out with before we even did this podcast, just yeah. me listening to the podcast, I was like, I talk too quick. Right. <laughs> like, right. Right. I'm like, I am talking too fast. Right. And I don't realize that a yep. lot, and I'm I still do it. Yes. I kind of talk through the point, but um. Anyway, listening back to me, this is yeah. promos for me. Like, I can yes. listen back to this podcast. I you see learn how all I kinds of to... stuff about yeah. yourself, yeah. But the practice for me is at home with the boys. If you got, uh, you're right. you're, you guys are probably already doing this, but if you got kids at home, man, oh, those oh, yeah. are like the perfect audience to start Absolutely. doing stuff. Because it's just fun for them and fun for you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, use it, man. Utilize that practice where you can get it, for sure. Listen to yourself, watch yourself if you can, and get some feedback if you can. It's super, super important to delivering some successful promo work. All right, I got one more tip for you here today, guys. Let's talk about it. So I want to talk about knowing your audience. All right, this one is, you know, we're we're going to talk about it, but this one's not always possible, but it is possible to some degree or another. So before you give a promo, you should take the time. Take the time, do the research, you know, um, find out some stuff about that audience, that town that you're in, you know, so you can tailor your speech a little bit to them. Ask the promoter or maybe some other wrestlers who have spoken there before um. What's that crowd like? How do they react? Think about what's important to them and what they're most likely to find useful. Like, and then apply that to your character. Some audiences respond really well to what we would call cheap heat, which is like taking a pot shot at the local football team. Yeah. Like you know I I you know <laughs> that my opponent is uh, you know he's nothing but he's still better than the bulldogs you know and it's like there you go like now you get the booze from that because yeah. nobody wants you knocking the the their local sports team. Some towns don't react to that at all though. So you kind of want to go in with an idea if possible. It's not always possible, but if possible, go in with an idea of exactly, you know, whether or not stuff like that's going to work. Same thing with the baby faces. Like there are, I've been to some towns that do not react at all to the, the like classic pro wrestling. Some uh, you've probably seen it. It's like a pro wrestling match starts and the, uh, The bad guy jumps up on the turnbuckle, raises his arms, and everybody's like, what? Boo. And then the good guy jumps up, they cheer him like crazy. And the bad guy jumps up, they boo him. The good guy jumps up, they cheer him. Blah, blah. It goes back and forth. Some crowds don't respond to that at all. They're just like, dudes, just wrestle. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. But some crowds eat it up like crazy. So you have to know your audience if possible. And that can just be as simple as doing some research. Ask the promoter. Be like, hey, how do these guys like a little cheap heat? Like if I go out there and make fun of the local football team or that uh, they're like I rolled into town and saw a uh, I don't know like a, hey I live in the the capital of the Cherokee Nation you know like I mean there you go like like uh, keep it PC of course everybody but like uh, can I make some you know can I make a comment about this a comment about that it's also important to know that um, if you walk into a town that is say the capital of the Cherokee Nation or something and make a a negative comment about that, that you're not going to get stabbed in the parking lot after. Yeah. The promoter might say, dude, if you say that, you're not going to make it out of here alive. I just want you to know that. Uh, and Or the promoter might say, dude, I am a proud member of the Cherokee Nation, and I don't appreciate that on my shows." So you have to take these things into context when you're doing this. So know your audience, know your promoter, know your promotion. Do a little bit of homework is really what I'm getting at. That goes with just about everything that we talked about today, but you should do a little bit of homework. And you can make your speeches better. You can tailor them more to the place that you're actually going to, instead of just throwing, you know, throwing it out there and hoping for the best, like crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. John, the last show I was yeah. at, we had a local show down here. Yeah, and um, you had
0: a good mixture of kids and, you know, adults in the crowd. Sure. But on one side, you had like six kids, and I happened to be sitting on that side. Right. And then the other side, you had some guys that were real vocal, right. you know, especially with the heels, and they, were, oh, they yeah. were wanting to, you know, interact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I tell you, there was two big pops uh, probably for that show. One was when one of the wrestlers mm-hmm. kicked a guy in the butt and kind of shoved him. Okay. And the kids on okay. that side just thought kids, it was hilarious. The kids ate it up, yep. Yeah, and I mean, they were giggling and laughing, and yep. like they talked about it for the next five minutes. There you go. Um, yep. And then the other one was, it was a, there was a ladder match, and a guy went through a table and stuff, and yeah, that was yeah. a big pop there just from the, from the move. But um, one of the things, and I don't know if the wrestler, I can't even remember who it was, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he was reading the audience because he had kids and he did that or not. Right. But, I mean, that was something, that was the only time the kids really popped. Right. It was with that. And I was like, oh, man, that was really good. Yes.
1: If the other guys could have seen that, they may have been able to play to that a little bit more. That's another thing to think about, too. Like, not just with promos, but with matches. Like, find out if you've got a, like, dominantly child audience. They're going to really, they're going to respond way better to less, like, intense stuff technical wrestling ability and more just like Mm -hmm. juvenile humor and some big flashy moves Mm -hmm. like that's all they're going to respond to so you don't have to get super intelligent with your promos you don't have to get um super technical with your wrestling in front of a crowd like that Um, i have worked shows i used to work this show regularly in tulsa for a boys and girls club and it was a sea of children that's all it was was they just they bust the children in mm-hmm. and they let them in there, and it would be two three hundred kids only and It was so fun because we would have the easiest night in the world. we would just do the simplest, simplest stuff, you just need to make some loud noises, do some some funny faces, and do some juvenile stuff, and it's so easy, so awesome. And the children love it. They absolutely loved it. And then, though, if you're going to be in front of a crazy crowd of um, super smart wrestling fans and adults, they may appreciate a more technical approach to wrestling. They may appreciate more, um, uh, you know, actual just like technique with the moves and speaking a little smartly and stuff. I've also worked shows in bars. I've wrestled in a bar before, and they want blood and guts and they will not settle for anything less. And if you even try to speak on a microphone, they are going to boo you out of the building whether you're the good guy or the bad guy because they don't care about talking. They want punching. That's an important thing to know, guys, because I'll tell you right now, I've made that pivot as well. I have gone to a show intending to cut maybe you know a five-minute promo that gets interrupted by the bad guy and, and get into a brawl or something, and when I see... How the audience is responding to other people's promos or to anything that's not violence, and I see man these people just want fisticuffs they just want violence I'll go out there just completely just forget my promo, put the microphone up to my mouth and and just say like you know let's do this, throw it down and start punching like yep. that's all you got to do and that's what the crowd mm-hmm. ate up like you, you have to be able to make those pivots when you need to when it applies you might not have somebody to punch or or whatnot but like that's that's the most important thing, guys, is actually knowing something about your audience, if possible.
0: John, I don't know that yeah. this is a dumb question, but I yeah. mean, I'm I'm going to ask okay.
1: it because I'm just
0: curious. Yeah. So, you know, we say promos, and I guess in mm-hmm. my head, sometimes when I think promo, I think a few minutes, right? I think that you're going to be talking a few minutes on there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. would we consider? Would you
1: consider a promo just anytime you have the mic, whether it's just a let's yeah. you know we're like. Uh, the, the promo is the actual speech, like that. That would be the actual speech or whatnot. But I, I, like I said, I've been scheduled for like promo segments and maybe given ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, my promo's going to take five, and then my opponent's coming out and he's going to take up three, and then we'll we'll wrap it up with something at the end there. And then I've been like, I'll, I'll go grab him and be like, dude, these people don't want to hear us talk. Forget this. Let's talk for thirty seconds and then just punch each other for eight yeah. minutes. Like I, I've done that, so that was our segment. You know, the promo was kind of just scratched at that point. But um, anytime a microphone is involved, that's that's typically where you're like, okay, here comes the promo. But then if they don't talk, then that's just a brawl or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, ha- so how do you change that
0: on the spot if you mm-hmm. go from five minutes to say thirty seconds? Yeah. Are you, I mean, you still try to get those bullet points
1: in, or what? What's the? Right. How do you break that down? Well, it depends again because it's like if. Um, if I had something, like, what was the ultimate goal of my promo? If it was a 10-minute promo that was going to get interrupted by a heel and then end in a brawl, then uh, what was the point of my original speech? Like, what was I trying to get myself across? Was I trying to entice the heel? Was I trying to uh, get over with the fans or whatnot? Like, I'll just try to do that. I'll also try to communicate with them. Like, I'll be like, hey, man, I'm only going to talk for 30 seconds. I need you to hit his music. Like, I'll tell the people running the desk or whatever. Yeah. Or I'll tell him. Uh, Hey, I need you out there quick because they're not going to respond to these promos. They don't care. They they haven't cared all night if I've been paying attention Mm -hmm. properly. So, um, yeah, you just have to – it takes a special, like, amount of, like, I don't know, guts or courage, I guess, to be like, I'm going to pivot completely here Mm -hmm. at this point. But, um, yeah, you would try to get across the biggest point. And maybe with that promo, instead of just talking myself up a whole lot – I would just go out there and probably get my point across by saying, like, you know, my name is John, and you people don't want to hear me talk, so let's get this a hole out here and, and do business, and that, that's right. all I would say. And it would kind of still get the same point across, yes. and uh, then we could just get straight to the action and be done with it. If you have a promoter telling you that you have to deliver certain points, then you you got your hands tied a little bit more. You need to go out there, do your job, because mm-hmm. that's what you're paid to do. Do your job and get across your points as, as quickly as you can, and and go from there. Yeah. So, yeah. But all right, guys, I love this conversation. Please don't forget that Strong Style, the first strength training program for the gym for you for professional wrestlers by professional wrestlers, is available right now on our website www to become a pro wrestler Com. Check out Strong Style right now, guys. Get online and join our Facebook group where you can see videos of people going through Strong Style right now. We've got some awesome people doing some awesome things out there. So let us know what your favorite point from this episode was. Um, you know, do you know any additional points you'd like us to add or cover? Find us on social media and let us know. We are at How to Become a Pro Wrestler on everything. So. Thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast where we teach you the skills you need to know to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys.
0: Take it.